0: Hello and welcome to the A Form Show. My name is Alan George and thank you very much for tuning in. Each week, we sit across from thought leaders and change makers in the architecture and design space of the GCC. We dive deep into their experiences, both professionally and personally, and share their valuable insight as to what makes them tick. Our goal is to add value to your day and help you navigate your own personal creative journey. Finally, the opinions and the views of the guest speakers are that of their own. They do not necessarily represent the views and the opinions of the show or the host. Hello and welcome to the show everyone. Today we are joined by one of the premier designers of the region known around our beautiful world as Mac. This designer has been part of and designed some truly unique experiences. From the gateway to heaven and the boost pod, every project Mac is involved with really challenges architectural thinking. As he is known to say, it's not about the space, it's about the experience. It's a pleasure to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Hi Mac, how are you today? Hi, Alan. I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me here in your nice show. It's a
0: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I've obviously been following your work for a while now, and there's obviously one particular project which I want to talk about because the minute I saw it, I'm like, how is this possible? How is the structure standing? Where is this water coming from? But of course, we'll get into that. Before we do, I wanted to start off a bit macro. You've obviously been in the industry, in the architecture and design industry here for a while now. I kind of just want to get your thoughts on what do you think of the design ecosystem at the moment? Not just in Dubai, but maybe even the GCC. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, like actually like here in uh, GCC, I believe we have like a lot of, I'm going to talk like specifically about Dubai where I'm based here. I mean, like was like we've been I mean, here for like uh, almost nine years. I believe that the ecosystem, it pushes all of us a lot in terms of like creating like a very challenging environment and as well creating like all the potential needs that you need as an entrepreneur and also as a designer to start like setting the tune and foundation for your next move. And I would say that it's, it happens through many key elements. One of them is like, you have a lot of design events happening all around the year, like Dubai design week, like many like art week. And here you can find like an amazing synergy between art, design, culture, which adds a lot. Also, in regards of the leadership, like we are here so lucky that we have access to uh, leadership, and they can really support. And I was really lucky, you know, like meeting with Her Excellency Nur Al Kabi, the Minister of Youth and Culture, and how they, how she believed, you know, like and see like, you know like what what I've been providing, and you know, like, and she showed like huge support also Her Excellency Halal Badri Dubai culture and you see as well how they can really, you know, like create like this kind of nice initiatives and like support to this kind of big events like Dubai Design Week. And once you're established, you know, like in Dubai Design, for design the week or Dubai Design, like place your license or company, like for example, in, in Dubai Design District, immediately, you know, like you are in the world and in the global map. So you can already like, you know, like get access, you know, like to have like conversation, you know, like with architects and designers and investors, etc., like all over the world, not only locally. So I would say it adds a lot of value and we are lucky that we are part of this ecosystem.
0: kind of agree with you because having been here yeah, pretty much my entire life, I have seen an evolution. I have seen how the design ecosystem started off, what it was maybe about 20 years back. As compared to what it is now, it is dramatically different. And I think you're right. I think it has a lot to do with leadership. I think leadership here is very proactive. And you're right. I mean, I've been a part of Sica and things like that back in the day. And yeah, I mean, if you're good, you will really get a very good platform to kind of, you know, take yourself to the next level. However rightly so if you're not up to that they will let you know (laughs) very quickly (laughs) so yeah that's cool I think I wanted to also ask you because this is a question I kind of selfishly ask for myself obviously you're now design director at your own firm my question to you is why KDSV why I mean when I say why I'm not saying quite literally what the name is for but I'm kind of more more macro more philosophically asking what is why did you start kdsv and what are you trying to do with it
1: well i would say that you know like it's each and every architect or designer dream to have his own studio you know like and this starts like from maybe year one or two when he's in uni right and um, it always happened like that this kind of vision or dream is kind of undercover even if you're excelling you know like in in their companies they were working for, or like, or even studios. This remained for me, I mean, like from as well, like, you know, like as many architects, you know, like it had like been like, you know, like a dream to have like, you know, like my own design studio. So I was actually like having like, really like, you know, like in my previous practices, like with my previous companies it was really like, it was good, but there was always something, you know, like inside you that triggers, you know, like say, no, I can do more and I can, I need, you know, like to get into, you know, like in terms of creativity to, you know, like to reach a higher ceiling. And this creativity—it's not only like limited by management. Sometimes not the management, but just like when you're having your own baby under your name, it's different in a way. Right. I had this dream for some time, for some good time, like to have like established my own design studio. And then when um, when COVID happened, and uh, when we all felt like that this might be like you know, like the end of the world, you know, like <laughs> these days when we were locked down and yep, like yep, in yep. Uh, in our apartments for almost uh, two months. So when this time happened, I started to think, you know, like okay, so now what, you know, like if this is gonna be like the end of the world, so like right. I mean, like how I'm going to, uh, what is my resolution in this? Right. So the idea started to formulate exactly, you know, like by the start of the COVID, where I was practicing for one of the companies in the uh, design district. Right. But till I I went for. Uh, I went for for vacation actually, like in the north coast of Egypt and water was beautiful. The sun was beautiful, like everything, you know, like was very inspiring. And they know, like it was one of the moments like Mac. So now what? Moments of clarity. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like, so now what, you know, like if you're going to, are you going to uh, park your dream or like, so what are you working for? Exactly. What is like your personal legend? What's like, you know, like this kind of big questions. At this moment, I was kayaking in the Mediterranean. And then like, I took the decision immediately. And I started like, you know, like I, I resigned from my previous job and I started applying for my license for my company here Very and cool. this is how it was started. Yeah. So no projects, no clients, Nothing. you just, you just decided and that was it. Nothing. I, I believe that there is always like, um, yeah, of course it was going to be easier and better, you know, like if I had like, you know, like kind of a queue queue project, you know, like big line of projects, and like waiting or like a certain promises from clients but this was not the case. The case was that I found that it will take time for me to, I mean, like to start to establish this kind of foundation. I understood quite well that I'm I mean, like, it needs time. So I said, like, since the time gonna be happen, let's happen like, you know, like when things are slow. I look at it from totally different perspective, you know, like, and I said, like, you know, like, and I believe as well that there is no kind of, uh, there's no kind of a good timing. You make the good time, you know, or not, you know, Right. Sometimes circumstances it can be harder you know like when you get into uh, when you get here, for example like into like a time where like people are very cautious about their money or you know like the economy or whatever global economy especially now after you know like the war etc I you know I can see like the whole world is affected but still it's your self esteem and as well like you know like I guess the presence you can uh, challenge this kind of circumstances yeah.
0: I think, I think it's kind of the classic, classic example of, you know, the glass is half full of the glass is half empty. A lot of people saw COVID as a slowdown and that was bad. And then, you know, someone like yourself sees COVID as a slowdown, but that's a very good thing. And I can see how you can turn that into an opportunity. And yeah, from a timing point of view for what you wanted to do, that was actually pretty good timing. I'm not going to lie. That's, uh, you know, kind of the perfect time to get going. Uh, you don't have to start off really hard and heavy and be, you know, you know, chasing every lead kind of thing almost, which is quite cool. So if you don't mind me asking then, because there's a lot of listeners who probably want to do exactly what you did, right? Who want to follow their dream, start a studio. But if you don't have work coming in, for example, how did you spend I'm just curious, how did you spend the first couple of months? What were you working on? What what were you trying to answer?
1: Or like this is like a very good question. And but like unfortunately like there is no like kind of Exact roadmap, you know, like to reach your yeah, target. there's, there's no yeah. master plan. For there's this. no master plan for it. <laughs> and actually, you know, Like the thing is as well, like you know, like when you when you start, like I've been practicing, you know, like in companies, you know, in firms, like before starting my company for for many years. And you, as I mean, like we we tend to you know like to think as as designers, you know, like when we're thinking about business, and this is not a reality of thing. Because like in business you just like you you learn from from mistakes and then do like a lot of trial and and from the trials, then you create like kind of understanding of how business uh operates. Right. And there is a huge also amount of disappointments, you know, because like you get you keep, you know, like working so hard, so hard, and then like you get disappointment from like project that that doesn't come. And then like, you know, like you apply for things, you know, for project. And I like I would say that the key here is like is resistance and patience and to keep pushing and not and to believe as well of how you why you started like and i guess like everyone who anyone who lives with a why he doesn't have a problem i mean like he can reach whatever he wants so uh, it's trials and resistance patience and also discipline right. and one of the challenges as well when you when you quit like you know like quit like uh, corporate life or firms that you know like you used to like someone is organizing your your life but yeah. now like you have to organize and be so self disciplined in how you approach new projects and you know like you have to set for time like a very strong kind of schedule as well yeah, to stick yeah. to yeah yeah
0: i think that's very interesting i i completely agree um i've thought about this a lot and i've thought what am i going to do with so much time <laughs> uh and 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 it is quite scary i'm not going to lie it is it is quite scary when i think about it but i just want to touch back i think you i think a key point which i'm taking away from what i'm hearing is you were also aware of your surroundings it wasn't just you know i want to work on what i want to work i think especially your two projects the boost pod and the gateway to heaven as you said were inspired because of what was happening around you because of covid and that's what gave you the inspiration for these projects the boost pod is fairly self-explanatory when i saw it at design week it made sense and I understood why there was a need for it. I'm not going to lie, for Gateway of Heaven. And this is finally, we're here to talk about this, this particular project. I can't really describe it for our listeners. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this, maybe this is where you pause and go Google this and find out what it is and see it. Because once you see it as a designer, you will have questions, I'm sure. So I kind of want to hear from you, Mac walk us through that process how did that project come to be what were you trying to answer
1: gateway to heavens it's, it's one of my, my favorite uh, babies and uh, and we was, all have many babies everywhere uh, <laughs> <laughs> i, I like i like all of them you know like it's like uh, there is a, like kind of a strong emotional attachment you know when it comes to you know like your uh, your projects and uh, i feel like you know like it's there's a huge bond to them and each one has part of of myself uh Gateway to Heaven, like actually like Gateway th- I mean like Boostpot as well, since you mentioned, I mean, like Boost as well was born as well because of COVID. And uh both projects, Boost like it addressed like a lifestyle project in terms of a new uh adding value and gateway to heaven adding value on a spiritual journey. And COVID played a big role as well, like you know, like in how you can uh reach new limits. And again, you know, like back to your question of COVID, I saw COVID as an opportunity, you know, like, cause for example, like you're telling me like, for example, how you started like your first projects. And for me, like, you know, since there was no projects, like in, uh, in the line, I started to create my own opportunities. Right. So like, uh, for me, like the most inspiring thing was COVID itself. So when it came to Get Way to Heaven, you know, like I found that people, they need, you know, like a chance to think and to reflect and to connect. Each one is his beliefs, but like, you know, I was thinking, you know, like if you want to create like a gateway or like on a spiritual level, looking at the sky, you know, like, I mean, like it's, you know, like every and each and every one of us, you know, like when you're having like your, you want to connect and you want, you know, like to uh, have this kind of moment with yourself, you know, look at the sky and you can talk to the sky. Like each one has like his own religion and beliefs, but again, it's something that's universal. Yeah. And I was thinking about something, you know, like that can be as well like universal and timeless. So looking at the sky and seeing like, how can, what, if, I said, like, how can you create, you know, like uh, an, an opening in the sky, you know, like how can you create like, you know, this kind of uh, slot, you open a slot in the sky so people can connect and can think. And as if like, you know, like you open for them a door to talk to the bigger power, you know, like, and uh, for example, for Muslims, you know, like like we have God, I mean, like for Christians, I mean, like each religion, you know, like you have like your own belief. Yeah. But again, just like you know, opening a door in the sky that uh, can connect you to something, you you know. So it started from this point, you know, like from opening a gate. Then, how to apply this? So the idea it came, you know, like um, it's a very simple idea, but when you're moving, you know, like you know, like on on an urban scale, and you know, moving around, you know, like a city, and you find like this kind of open slot. In the sky, and in this lot, it happens through creating it's a canopy, uh, stainless steel, highly reflective, that's carried by 60 stainless steel columns. And there is like having like water threads around them, and they reflect this water threads. So eventually, you feel as if like there is a waterfall happening and coming from heaven to earth, and it's infinite. And due to the quality of the material of the canopy, so you always feel that. It does you don't find where you start and where you end. So as if you like you created a kind of a shortcut where you connect heaven to earth and give the people the opportunity to sit and to connect and to reflect. True, true. Now that that particular project actually made me
0: stop. I remember the first time I saw it. Obviously, in a place like Design Week, you know, there's there's a lot of work. So you're kind of walking through and you know, reading a few things and when I first saw it, I actually had to like stop and like look at it and then actually think it raised so many questions, which I thought was really interesting, and structure was definitely one of them. I was definitely wondering how this thing is put together. So thank you for that. I now have a better understanding of how it works, but I think that's not the important thing. I think it's more like you said about the actual connection and what it makes you feel, and I think it was very successful in that manner. I'm interested, what was the kind of feedback that you received with this project from? other
1: designers? Well, like, um, feedbacks is very important, but we have to be very careful. I mean, like from, I mean, like about the source and, uh, how can we filter the feedbacks cause some of them can be very dangerous in the sense that they can create and increase, you know, like the ego for, for architects and for designers. And we have to be very careful, you know, like about like how we move, how we're moving forward. And regarding, I mean, a question, I mean, like Gateway to heaven had like a very good recognition after from, uh, from Dubai culture, from the ministry of culture and also from uh, normal people, I mean, like not architects and designers. And for me, this is uh, very important because the more I feel that the project is touching, you know, like people who didn't study architecture and design, the more I feel like it's more successful because I, by this point, I feel like I've added something or like that I have change someone's life almost yeah, yeah. exactly and changing someone's life thank you for making this like this word but exactly changing someone's life by the way we as architects you know like sometimes changing someone's life is just you draw a smile or you can you know like or like we're not uh we're not into like into politics or but we can create an impact by you know like making people lives better you know like by just you know like Making them, you know, like smile. Make you know, like them wonder. Make them you know, like have like a, a different new experience. And for me, this is like it's it's a big success. I would like actually to add here like a very as well like important point, which is about feedbacks. I guess that the first feedback for each architect and designer it started by you know like when you are creating you know like the new creation, new idea, new building, new space. It's something that's inside of you that tell you like it gives you confirmation first. And for me, actually, like uh, this is very, very, very important because you, it has to be like initially, like internally, you have to kind of approve and believe that you're really doing something good. And without this feedback, inner feedback, even if you got like external feedback, which it can be like uh, way louder, which can be like give you like a lot of fame, but this internal feedback, it's uh, and integrity for me, it's like the most important and honest kind of expression
0: right right yeah. right i agree you know again age-old saying you can fool everyone in the world except the person in the mirror you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes exactly so yeah uh completely agree and there have been times with me as well wherein you know i've i've worked on projects and i know it could have been better i know that i could have done you know different things But when everyone sees for the first time, they're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, da da da. and I forget that, no, I should still push more. I should, you know, really take this design where it needs to be. And only I know that because, you know, I know that and nobody else does. So
1: I I completely agree. Absolutely. Alan, since you you are an architect and you've been in practice for a long time, let me me, let me like ask you this question. So ask me a question. This doesn't happen often. I'm ready. Let's go. Which project you did, you feel like it's, you're fully happy and satisfied and proud of, if you can tell me about it. I can. In fact, I can show you. It's, I actually have it tattooed on my arm. Oh, really?
0: (laughs) And it's not, it's not the most, you know, glamorous airport projects or anything like that. In fact, it was, it was a very, very small intervention. It was a little, a little pavilion for um, a member of the royal family in the palace a very interesting brief it was it started off as more of a meeting space which became more of a tea lounge which became a slightly larger meeting space but what was interesting was that it it had to be a truly indoor outdoor space truly as in not like i open a door and there's fresh air coming in but truly i want to bring the landscape in and bring my living space out and the reason why that particular project stood out to me was a there were some design constraints on site, which I feel i'm 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 a big fan of you know when you have constraints, it actually helps the project it of doesn't course. it doesn't you know cause a problem. it actually helps you along your way. So there were some constraints. It was a big learning for me with some of the systems that we applied. We had these massive kind of jumbo panel you know sliding doors and. Just, you know, being able to kind of almost make walls disappear once these, you know, windows were open and a lot of detailing and things like that. Again, not the most biggest glamorous kind of project that I've done, but one of the first ones where I felt it was really, really, like you said, going to going to change somebody's life. Somebody is going to come there, sit there and think, oh, this is pretty cool. I feel good here. This is a nice vibe. I like this place. Someone is gonna do that, I'm sure. And I got that feeling when the project was handed over, you know, kind of just a day before or something like that. We went to kind of, you know, photograph it and things. And I remember sitting there with my uh, with my director at the time, and we were just, no one was there, the lights were on, we had some water features, so you could hear, you know, a bit of the water rippling. Think this is placed in almost the middle of a forest, right? And this is what you're looking at, and it was, it was a very serene feeling that it got designed the way that we had intended it it got built the way that we intended it and it actually delivered on what we were trying to design it for and of course then after that like you said you know it's 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 won a bunch of awards and everyone's that everyone's who's seen it obviously loves it and so on but that particular project for me was the first one that actually really um really gave me that feeling, which, which I suspect was the same with you with, with gateway for heaven. So
1: yeah. Impressive actually. Like, um, I like how you mentioned, you know, like it's not uh, the most glamorous and the most having like, you know, like the biggest or, you know, like, uh, in that sense, but I totally understand. And actually like, you know, like, uh, the more you get along into, you know, like experiencing, you know, like design and, uh, architecture in, 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 the whole creative field, the more you understand that. Projects, you know, like for me, like you know, like if you want to challenge an architectural designer, you know, don't give him like you know like the biggest project. Give him like just <laughs> a kiosk to design, yeah. And you find out like you know like um, the amount of creativity or or if it does exist or that doesn't exist right in such a project, because like you know, like it's uh, it's never about the scale. It's about um, experiences, quality, and uh, adding value that you do. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And this is something which um, younger architects, Intern Shweta, who's also here, should hear that when I can understand that when you're in university, there's this need to have very grandiose projects. You feel that the bigger the project, the better you are becoming, which like Mac and I are just talking about now is not really the case. It's more about quality. And the most difficult project to typically do is normally the smallest one, just because you don't have any room to play with, you know, it, you have to be very concise, very clear, and you have to be able to deliver that message very quickly. Whereas on a larger project becomes a bit more easier, you know, you have a bit more room to play with and more corridor space and things like that. But yeah, I completely agree. So younger designers, don't be afraid to do smaller projects. There are many architects, a lot more experienced than you that are equally scared. Is what I'm trying to say
1: exactly and uh you know like actually this reminds me of something that I've crossed by which is when I was when I was very young I mean like when I was 25 20, 25 years old when uh, I mean like I came to Dubai and I was uh, working for one of the firms here and I was in charge of designing the world' highest residential tower and this at a very young age you know like when you get you know like in it was an internal competition first, and then like you know, like I I got it. Then you know, like this project went into media, and uh, on the second day you wake up finding you know like your your project and your baby. You know, like it's on uh, all the media, like CNN, Guardian, uh, Daily Mail, everywhere, with the sketches, with everything. You know, like you that you've been I mean like that I've been like uh, doing, and this raised the big question for for myself that you know like when you. Very young and starting your career. I started my career by the very early at twenty years old, so it was already five years old, but still twenty-five years old I was very very young architect. But so, well, like, I don't believe so much in in um, in age and experience because when you look at Pompidou Center, when uh, Richard Rogers and Renzo Piano did it, like they were extremely young as well. But back to the point where, when you get this kind of chances at a very young age, it raises a question of what's next early on. And this is this for me was kind of extremely nice and scary because like if you started by this, then what are you doing next? Because you know, like you're always looking that you know, like the more you get experience, the more you're going to get like, you know, like bigger project But what if you started like with huge, like kind of world record kind of project, breaking world record world heights residential tower. So what will you do next? And this made me actually understand that It's not the biggest or not, you know, it's not like, you know, like the biggest challenge that you do, like the biggest, but the biggest challenge for me is to do like the project that touch and add value to the people the most. Otherwise I, I will lose my motive of, you know, like keeping, you know, like the, the why, the why, the why. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, I agree completely completely you touched upon an interesting point which is funnily enough what i wanted to ask next <laughs> kind of the whole the kind of the whole what's next obviously i've been a fan of your work and i've been following kdsv with projects like you know the gateway of heaven and you know Pod. these have obviously been very well received and um, you know definitely have created a platform for you so i want to understand from you as design director of kdsv what do you Looking forward to? Are there any types of projects that you want to be working on in any particular part of the world, or um, you know, basically, what are you looking to do with KDSV for the next two to five years?
1: All right, KDSV, KDSV, it's um, it's my baby as well, you know, like, and uh, it's part of part of myself. What's happening next? It's uh, a continu, it's a continuity to uh, what have been started, you know, like. projects that create an impact and add value. The past two years, you know, like when we started KDSV, you know, like we were, you know, like started setting like the tone and the base of our direction. And by the way, this as well, like it's something that you, we, we don't, uh, uh, no one, uh, teaches, uh, it in the university or like, even in your, when you're working in practice that it took me some time to understand what I'm selling or what exactly do I, want to focus on. And this is one of the most important journeys for like any entrepreneur to, to go through. Cause when you go through this trip, you try to, you start to find out what you, what you really searching for and what you're li- really looking for. So the first year, you know, like we were, you know, like trying to you know, like to exactly understand, you know, like, like uh, what kind of projects we want to be working on and actually like we reject some of the projects that we received like even like by, back in the time we didn't do this we used to you know like accept projects because like we wanted to you know like just you know like to make the company you know like start to be delivering and progressive but at the same time we learned that some of the projects you know like it's not our our cup of tea we have to be like very careful because like they can waste energy and time and uh, resources and you we know, and also direction and where we're heading so back to your question, what we're going next now actually we're having like, I don't like you asked me like, like which city, for example, I, I always consider, you know, like the world, like it's my playground and what type of projects as well. Like, you know, like I try as much as I can to remove all these kind of tags of being an architect or interior designer or product designer or an urban planner. I'm a designer. Yes. I studied architecture. I've been practicing architecture, but I'm a designer and I work, you know, like I remove all these kind of labels to make sure that I have enough freedom not to be limited by certain shape, form, etc. cetera. And I believe in architecture study, if, if for anyone who have had like a good education, I mean, like you have enough tools and to use it to shape any kind of solving any kind of design problem or like kind of challenge to sort it is it's an interior design, landscape design, architecture, urban planning, all what you need is you need to have to understand codes. You need to understand the dimensions of the human body. That's the first thing and passion, which is essential curiosity. Cause like, I guess, like every designer has to be curious to understanding and getting more knowledge and a tool to express with, and like, uh, so I have very like I have like uh, I consider myself one of the lucky people who have like very good hand sketches uh, techniques. But I don't believe like you know like this kind like it's all tools. Someone can express with his writing. Someone can express with his photography. Someone can express with dancing. Like it's all expression. So as long as you have like this kind of elements or key foundation, then you can express whatever you want. I'm not sure if I'm going maybe I'm going far away from the question, but what I want to say is that what we want to do is like, you know, like we keep evolving, you know, like in that sense of freedom, making projects that's alive and that keep people inspired. Currently in our streamline, we have like, actually like different projects. We have like, for example, like currently we're hired as well as a consultant in on one of the the most important, the most interesting projects that's first happened of its kind that's coming to live soon. And uh, it would be something totally different experience. We didn't announce it yet. So I will be happy to share it like very soon with you, Alan and the show, like as soon as we publish it, this one of the biggest thing that's, I mean, like it's kind of a milestone for KDSV and we're very lucky that we've been, you know, like working in this project. Also, we have had like, also like a diversity of project, for example, like now I've been like doing art direction and designing exhibition in, in one of the most historical buildings in Egypt. Uh, with some huge like 12 meter by on a height like of a 10 meter kind of an installation that's in like in Egypt. we have had like also like some kind of residen- residential projects like also like uh, uh, one in Cairo and one in uh, one in Dubai. and uh, all of them as well they are trying to address the thing with a totally different kind of uh, solution. We, d- We reject standards. we reject to be put in a kind of a mold. So we're breaking these kind of rules. We have as well, like a very nice commercial project here in, in Dubai. That's also happening as well, like in the next few months. So we've been working like, and as well, like we have, uh, one of our product design it's named, uh, honey drops. It's now under like manufacturing, which is like a very nice product design that has like addressing, you know, like a need for a new kind of typology of products. So we're moving, you know, like this kind again of labels of, you know, like which category and we're expanding in many directions as long as we're maintaining the same key vision, which is to add value and to do designs that makes a difference. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that kind of approach before, but yeah, I can think of nobody better who should do it. Probably it needs to be someone like you. And that's very evident with your work as well. So, yeah, keep going, man. We're all excited to see what uh, what you work on next. Kind of as a as a final question for the episode, you can take your time to answer this. Don't feel the need to rush. It's kind of a question that we typically ask designers just to understand, you know, where your headspace is and you know things like that. So, the question is called the Utopian question. It's Basically, if the ideal client comes to you and says, hi, Mac, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I have a plot somewhere in the city. Here's my checkbook. No budget. You can make and do whatever you want. The only restraint, the only condition is that it needs to be able to add value back to society. Now, this doesn't have to be, I mean, it can be financially, commercially, spiritually, physically. Whatever it is is fine, but it's an open plot with an open budget. What does Mac and KDSV want to do on this plot?
1: I really like your questions and how you're directing this kind of conversation. Uh, it's it's really like honest. And regarding this question, to be honest, like I'm not so surprised because this was what usually happens with me. Okay. <laughs> But the only difference that, for example, they come, you know, like, and, you know, like ask for this, but the m- more like the main generator is ROI, return of investment, not True. only like, you know, like True. adding, True. adding value you know, like to the society, but usually actually like, you know, like people, you know, like they come to me, like with, um uh, even without the plot of land, they come, you know, like, just like <laughs> we want <laughs> with a checkbook only, you know, like that they want to do a project and what kind of project they can do. Cause like, um, we do ideas, you know, like sometimes, you know, like we do ideas and we do like, you know, like something that never existed before in that sense. So I'm used to this situation, but that kind of project description, which you said like something some, you know, to add value to society, usually it doesn't come in the first place, but usually this is what we, with, which I as a designer and KDSV as a design studio, always insist to make this happen, you know, like, and, uh, This is a beautiful question because like, I want to say something here very clear as well, that some people, you know, like they always, and this really like, you know, like kind of annoys me a lot, you know, like when they say, you know, like as if there is a conflict of interest of making the project generating revenue and at the same time, you know, like adding value to the society and, you know, like culture, et cetera. And for me, like, there is no conflict of interest. I mean, like in my company profile, you know, like we always say, like, you know, like think win, 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 win. I mean, like, which is like, think, I mean, like for the client, you have to, you know, like, uh, have like business running ROI and also not for the city, you have to add value and as well for the users to have like a nice experience on the project and for myself to build my dreams. You know, so I don't like this kind of four wins. I believe that, you know, like there is no conflict of interest between them. But what happened is many architects and many designers just like, you know, get lazy along the way of just you know like uh showing it's either or and this really 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 like it reaches my my limits and i had like actually like a couple of couple of days ago had like a meeting with one of one of the people and you know like we we're in a meeting and you know like uh, he just mentioned you know, like this cannot work because of that I was like why are and for me like we cannot compromise i mean like you i mean like why are you are compromising i mean like it means that we didn't do our full job. role and full yeah. job so I would say that no, this is not for me like it's not acceptable. It has to Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think
0: I've heard this before as well. I think Bjark Engels always says, you know, yes is more, that it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. Or or New York is it, you know, can even be like four stakeholders can win in this, you know, process. And I think you're right. I think if one of them is having to compromise or, you know, not feel happy with what they have. I think you're right. I think the designer is not really pushed the project through as hard as he or she should have. Yeah. So you still didn't answer the question though. What's the project?
1: All right. Uh, the project itself, what would be the projects? Well, the a project in this location, to be very honest with you, like, I feel like it's, um, I, I always, you know, like, uh, stay away from, you know, like pushing, you know, like, uh, something from, from me to happen, you know, like in, uh, in a certain location or context without having the full ingredients in, which means that, for example, like each, if I don't have, you know, like the certain, you know, like context with a certain client, with a certain culture of the people around this neighborhood or this place with a certain, you know, like all the factors, you know, like that happens around. It's very hard to, for me to say, like, I'm going to put this project in this area, even though I have like, a lot, like a lot of projects that it's already been, you know, like uh, parked, you know, like, uh, our aborted projects, you know, that we have had that I would love to put it in many places in the world, but still I would look for, for a newborn baby. I would not, uh, <laughs> put, uh, you know, like, um, an, an old baby, you know, like in this context, cause I would feel like, you know, like that it's, um, I didn't do my job as it should be.
0: Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We will take that answer. We're happy with that. And for everyone listening, if you want to know more about Mac and KDSV, we'll have their socials and their contacts and things like that tagged in the show notes. And you'll definitely find it somewhere. If you want to catch up, ask a question, I'm sure Mac and his team will be more than happy to be in touch with you. Yeah. And finally, thank you so much for your time. I know that this is something which we all have to do kind of outside of what we already do so we really appreciate your time thank you so much for coming on
1: Thank you so much Alan it's been a pleasure meeting you and uh, I'm so glad that being part of this show and as well like I really like your questions they were so uh, creative in how you we were placed and positioned and as well like I always see this kind of questions they for a designer they make him or her like uh, rethink strategies more
0: right right? That is true. We'll all leave this episode thinking about what we want to do next. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you guys, we will catch you guys next week. Fellow A-formers, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being part of our journey. And thank you for the immense support we've been receiving for our episodes. It has and continues to be a very bumpy road, but we wouldn't want it any other way. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value please share this episode with anyone who may benefit from it. But of course, if you loved the episode, follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn, send us a little DM, and we may just send you a secret link to a secret episode which we've been working on. Wink wink, nudge nudge. See you next time. Keep sketching.